Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we are going to talk about the system. Once again, let's just not relegate it to our current, you know, one of the dangers about prophecy is interpreting prophecy in light of your present situation. Any scripture, we have learned that we cannot relegate it to our present situation alone. So we're going to talk about the system. But before I do that, in honor of our military veterans, um, let me uh, share with you something that was given to me on my first day in the military. I was given a little book that I still have at home, and it had uh, in it, one of the first things in it, were the six articles of the U.S. Military Code of Conduct. I have an acquaintance uh, who wrote a, uh, it was a prisoner of war for seven years in the Hanoi Hilton, uh, Colonel John Dramisi. He was director of combat operations uh, for United States Air Forces Europe whenever I was a bodyguard for U.S. and foreign dignitaries in Europe. And he was, um, a, uh, he was uh, just an amazing man. Seven years, Hanoi Hilton. He wrote a book. He's the only man that ever successfully escaped from the Hanoi Hilton, by the way. Uh, he wrote a book and uh, gave me a book, autographed it for me, called Code of Honor, which uh, he, uh, he lived this code of conduct, an amazing, an amazing uh, American. But uh, this was one of the first things that I learned. Uh, on, on my first day... Uh, in the military, and, uh, and I loved it. I spent six years and loved every minute of it. Uh, uh, but uh, let me just read it to you in case uh, you, uh, you may not have been exposed to it. U.S. Military Code of Conduct, Article 1. I'm an American fighting in the forces that guard my country and our way of life. I am prepared to give my life in their defense. Article 2. I will never surrender of my own free will. If in command, I will never surrender the members of my command while they still have means to resist. Article number three. If I am captured, I will continue to resist by all means available. I will make every effort to escape and aid others to escape. I will accept neither parole nor special favors from the enemy. Article number four. If I become a prisoner of war, I will keep faith with my fellow prisoners. I will give no information nor take part in any action which might be harmful to my comrades. If I am senior, I will take command. If not, I will obey the lawful orders of those appointed over me and will back them up in every way. Article 5. Should I become a prisoner of war, I am required to give my name, rank, service number, and date of birth. I will evade answering further questions to the utmost of my ability. I will make no oral or written statements disloyal to my country and its allies. And the sixth article. I will never forget that I am an American fighting for freedom, responsible for my actions, and dedicated to the principles which made my country free. I will trust in my God and in the United States of America. Uh, that's one of the first things I learned uh, in my first uh, day, and we repeated it every day. Uh, God bless America, and God bless our veterans. Amen. 
uh, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I am a proud American, and I am proud to be an American. I'm not always happy with things that are ongoing, but I will uh, continue to be a proud American. Amen. Well, tonight, the system. We're going to be going to Matthew chapter 8. In Matthew chapter 8, uh, Jesus, you, you, you're, you're familiar with, with what has happened generally just prior to this. Uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 was on the Mount of Beatitudes. And chapter 5, 6, and 7, Jesus is giving that famous Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus had taught chapter um, 5, 6, and 7. He had taught the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you. The Beatitudes. And then he walks down the mountain and he enters into the city of Capernaum. And look what happens in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 8. And when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion who is a Roman soldier who is over a hundred men, okay, uh, most likely the head guy in that area for all the military, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, Jesus marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. You know, I'm finding a greater, an abundance a, 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 a bigger and more plentiful trust in this Gentile centurion that I have found in, even in all of Israel. Verse 11, And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed at that same hour. Now there are a lot of things that we draw in conclusion from the scriptures that God would want us to learn. But two major things that we draw tonight from this particular passage are two things that Jesus impressed on me that are essential elements to our success. Number one is to have faith in the system. Faith in the system. What system? Well, I'm not talking about faith in the system of this world. I'm talking about faith in God's system. And that's what this centurion was exhibiting, faith in God's system. 
See, the centurion was a military man, and he understood military command. He understood authority. He understood uh, something that, that, that the others in Israel evidently had not understood. He understood that God had a system, and God is supreme, and God governs in the affairs of men. This military man was very familiar with authority. Authority is the right and the power to govern and control. And he knew that Jesus had the right and the power to govern and control sickness and disease. It's something that he believed. It's something he had observed. It's something that he had intuited. It's something that he knew and understood from his military upbringing that this is a man of authority, that he teaches with authority, not like one of the scribes, that he commands even the wind. No doubt he had heard all about him, how he could command even the waves, and they obeyed him. He understood the authority. He understood the system that God had placed in the earth and uh, he knew the proper military command structure he knew that what was going on in his world as a commander was only a pattern of the things that he had seen from God's authority structure whoever and whatever is under a person's authority is subject to their command and that's how he felt he believed this he just believed it I can't tell you how a person believes. I can't tell you how a person loves. I can't tell you how a person fears. But you have all felt those emotions. You have felt those to a point where they are real. They become real to you. Even though no one else can touch them, you can't take them out and show them. You can't dissect them. You can't put all the things together to prove it or disprove it. Nonetheless, you know that you love someone. You know that you're afraid of something. You know that you, uh, that, 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 you, know, uh, 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 you, you're, you believe something. Well, this Roman centurion, he was a man who understood authority, and he accepted the fact, he believed, that God's system worked. He believed that God's system worked and he believed it more than all Israel, Jesus said. I have not seen this amount of, of, of faith, no, not even in Israel. He believed that Jesus had authority over sickness and disease. Therefore, it was no stretch for his military mind to have faith in Jesus, that if Jesus would give a command, then that sickness, that disease, that paralysis, that torment, that pain would leave his servant. Wow. Speak the word only, he said. All you have to do is speak the word because I am also, I am also a man who, who is engaged and understand and a man who works within an authority structure. And I understand your authority and Jesus marveled. That means, uh, that, that concept of marvel means to, to have an admiration, to express admiration, which is inclusive of support. It includes approval, that Jesus was approving and expressing an admiration, a, a, you know, a very high level of admiration for a man who understood God's system. That when God speaks, it's done. Pow. That's it. That's all of it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. It's one word from God. You see, you know, that man had more faith than maybe in here tonight. 
hello. Come on. One word from God? Well, why are you so doubtful? Why do you worry? Why are you fretful? Why do you fear? What, what, what's your problem? Why are you, you know, fact-gathering? Hello? Because I tell you one word from God will change anything. That Roman, that Gentile Roman. You see, when, when, when Jesus said, you know, let, let me tell you for sure that, that people will come from the east and the west. He's talking about Gentiles. Gentiles will come. He was giving a, a, you know, a, 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 a revelation of the gospel going forth to Gentile nations. That, that one, you know, uh, that they'll come to the east and the west and they'll sit down where, where Israel, where the sons of God were supposed to sit in the kingdom. And the sons of God won't even believe in God's system, but, but Gentiles will. And here this Roman centurion was displaying this. He had confidence that all he needed to do was to get Jesus to speak a word. You don't need to come. You don't need to intervene. Listen, you don't, you don't, all you have to do is say the word. I understand the system. You speak the word only, and it'll be done. Jesus marveled at his faith. You know, uh, more than the people who were close to Jesus. Sometimes we can feel so close to him, uh, so comfortable, that we lose sight of the power and the, and, and the miracle and the working. I mean, we, 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 we lose sight of just how marvelous he is. Do you believe that God could say one word and things change? Do you believe that? Well, do you believe that he's shy about talking? Do you think he's afraid of the Republicans or the Democrats? Do you, I mean, do, do you? Do you think he's, he's afraid that he won't be voted in God next week? He's not shy. The two elements necessary for success, whatever it may be in, whether it's in our workplace, in our school, whether it's in our friendships, our marriage, our finances, whatever arena we may find ourselves in in days to come, without respect to whether it is life or death, one word from God changes everything. And that's what this man teaches us, is that he only needed God to, to settle the issue. So he had faith. That's one of the essential elements. He had faith in the system that if God says it, it's done. Everything else will obey. A second essential element was prayer. Prayer is request. It is a request. It's a petition. It's an intercession. It's a, it's a request. It's an asking God for something. Now, I'm going to submit to you, whenever we trust God and we ask Him and we trust Him, we have done everything that we can do. And then we obey whatever He says. You know, Jesus told Him, you know, okay, go back home. 
He just went back home. He had done everything he could do. Now, if Jesus had told him, stand on your head for three days, well, I'm certain he would have done that too. I, I mean, whatever. I mean, if Jesus said, you know, run, jump, you know, uh, you know, scream, shout, you know, whatever. But in this particular case, Jesus told him, I've got this. Okay, I will. He had faith and he prayed. This centurion just simply petitioned Jesus and asked Jesus. He, he, he gave Jesus his request. Would you do this? Would you do this? He, he gave Jesus the information and he asked Jesus what he wanted. You know, I want you to heal him. Just speak the word only. The centurion acted on his faith. He didn't, you know, he didn't need some great demonstration like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, Naaman needed that the prophet would come out and, you know, and throw dust and kick around and make a shout and scream. You know, all he needed was just the word. And he needed to obey. Because this centurion believed the system would work, it worked. He knew, as I said, that one word from Jesus would change it. James chapter 1, if we were to read beginning in verse 5, it would say, you know, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to every man liberally and upbraids not. And the beginning of verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith. Okay. Nothing doubting, it continues. Let him ask in faith, nothing doubting. He goes on to tell us that uh, the reason that we should not doubt that God can do it is because it makes us unstable. And James continues to say that a double-minded man, a, a person that, that, you know, well, maybe God will, maybe God won't. You know, may, maybe God will hear me. Maybe God can change it. Maybe he can't, you know. You know, God's will is up to God. But to imagine he can't and to imagine he won't if he wants to would be wrong. We need to trust God in every situation. We need to let him know what we want. And we need to do whatever he says. And not be double-minded. We need to ask him in faith. Faith and prayer. These are so powerful and so important. So what I'm going to ask you to do in this moment and in moments to come in your life and in other arenas of your life, I'm going to ask you to petition God and trust that the will of God is going to be done. We petition him and our prayers are cumulative. One will put a thousand, two will put ten thousand, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Our prayer power is cumulative. Where two or three are gathered together, there he is. And if any two will agree on earth and ask him, you know, our prayers are cumulative. Don't think for a moment that asking God for what you want does not move his hand. It does. And the more people that we can get to pray and trust God, then the better off we are. And God's will will be done. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com 
and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.